Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sparking 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 48. We have a special one today. It's uh, We're going to be reviewing the uh, season as a whole of all of Sporting uh, Club de Portugal, of course. Um, but before we get to that, let's go straight to the panel. Uh, starting off with my boy, Steph. Steph, how you doing, dude? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I mean, uh, we lost today in futsal, so... That was a bummer, but uh, um, I'm I'm happy about the futsal, the futsal team. They're giving us so much this year. The Super Cup, Taça Portugal, Champions of Europe. So uh, I can I'm not upset at them at all. It's it, it was just a bad break today, and uh, but we'll talk about it. But I'm doing pretty good. Uh, other than that, yeah, agreed with you, Steph. By the way, and uh, of course, last but not least, also joined by my boy Christian. Christian, how you doing, dude? I'm doing good. Like Steph said, uh, today kind of sucked. Um, we didn't, you know, play that great. Uh, you know, just pretty much over the course of the series. Um, so um, it was. Uh, it sucks because you know the, the the that men's football season ended. So this was pretty much the only thing we had going on. So it would have been nice to have this end uh, in a in a better way. Because now there's really nothing going on um, outside preseason games starting in like a month, uh, but yeah, um, uh, you can't you can't win them all, I guess. Um, and, and the futsal team's given us a lot um, over the past, you know, recent history, including this season um, in Europe. So can't complain about everything. Yeah, yeah, agreed. We've we've definitely been spoiled um, the last five six years under our futsal team for sure. Um, all right, let's jump right into it. Um, so, it, as as all of you should know, um, or all of you Spartanistas at least should know, at least domestically, this wasn't the greatest uh, season um, in, overall, including fo- football and other modalities. Um, but we do have some European titles to to, to cheer about. Um, but first and foremost, let, let's talk about um, the very famous handball team. Um, unfortunately, this year they didn't they didn't conquer anything. Um, last year, you know, they conquered the Campeonato. Last, they were they were B champions at least. Um, but um, anyway, Steph, let, let me throw it off to you first. Um, we also have news of a of a new coach coming in, Thierry Anti. Um, what are your overall thoughts of this season's uh, handball team and looking forward? What are you looking forward to? Okay, so first and foremost, uh, the handball team made history by being the first uh, Portuguese team to go so far in the Champions League of handball. Uh, and that, 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 that played a big toll on our team because um, we played an additional more than, than uh, Porto and Benfica. And I'm talking about the, uh, our rivals. We played an additional 12 more games than them at a, at a very high competition. And we, we paid a really high price. Uh, that's why... Uh, our team is is a good team, great team, awesome team, full of quality. But when you go that deep in a in a in a such demanding competition as the uh, Champions League of handball, uh, you'll play, you'll pay a toll in the domestic competitions, and that's that's really what happened. We had a a, a shitload of injuries. Um, you know, I mean, if you pay attention to detail, you realize that why how come our handball team didn't deliver at the end. And this is why. Um, and, and there's nothing we can do. We, we were competing about teams. They had a... 
Um, so basically, um, we need a deeper team, but we didn't have enough money for such. So whatever we had, we had. And we did great in the Champions League, but we didn't have enough fuel in our tank. Um, so next year, we're going to be in the, in the second most uh, important competition in, uh, in handball, which is uh, uh, EHF, uh, uh, which is equivalent to the soccer fans or football fans to uh, Europa League. Uh, so it's also a phenomenal competition, which Porto made also history on it by uh, reaching the semifinals. Um, and we have a great coach, uh, Thierry uh, Antti. He's a uh, coach full of experience. Uh, he's gone to the Champions League final. He's gone to the uh, EHF final. He's won uh, a lot of trophies in France with Nantes. So um, that was a good, uh, a, a good, a good acquisition by our sporting. We also signed up a, a young talent from Agua Santos, Gonçalo Vieira, uh, and we basically keeping uh, most of the team. I know we lost to Pedro Solia, but you know sometimes, and we lost our coach Canelo. Canelo. Mm-hmm. Sometimes themselves they have other dreams and maybe they wanted to go to a, a more competitive league and try something different and perhaps make more money but you know that's all i gotta say i'm very proud of our team and handball team and uh, they made history for for portugal to go that far in the in the champions league and and i'm, I'm I'll, I'll predict a good season next year with the new coach new ideas and let's see what kind of players we're getting so let's be optimistic and uh you know and that's it for sure, uh, Christian. Any uh, any lingering thoughts about uh, handball? Yeah, I remember watching the uh, the uh, the Champions League, um, the game that we ended up losing with the series. I believe it was against a Hungarian team, um, and we played well, um, and it was a close game. But we just didn't have like that extra that extra edge um, and you could just tell that they were, they were more experienced that they'd been there before. We were kind of in char- uncharted waters as far as being that far in the competition. Um, and, you know, we lost the home game by I think one, one or two goals. We just didn't have enough gas in the tank. And then we went there. Um, we lost by like maybe five or six. Um, so you could, you could tell that, you know, we had a good team, but we weren't fully ready for, for a run that deep. And yeah, like Steph said, I think that definitely um, didn't help domestically. Um, you know, it's like uh, it's like anything else. You know, you play if you're playing in your Champions League, or Europa League, you're playing two games a week. Um, it's tough to find a good balance of you know going for it um, and playing all your your good players, and you know also managing the league as well. And we we uh, we we just didn't. We just didn't have enough depth or, or you know, quite enough quality to really, um, you know, equally balance uh, both of those competitions. So, yeah, it's disappointing that we didn't win uh, any titles um, this season. But, yeah, looking forward to this new coach. Um, seems good. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see what happens with the handball team. Yeah, yeah, agreed with both of you. Um, next, we're going to go into Atletismo, where we have a few trophies won. Um, I'm going to be saying them in Portuguese. If you guys know the English translation, don't be shy to, to yell them in. Um, so the first one uh, for the male team, Masculinos, uh, Campeonato Nacional de Corta Mato, 
en campeonato nacional de estrada for, for, for the males uh, for the females we won taça de clubes campeões europeus uh, de corta de corta mato campeonato nacional de pista coberta for, for the females as well and campeonato nacional de estrada um, so yeah uh, Steph any thoughts on that real quick or uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we we also the female team uh, they were vice uh, uh, vice uh, uh, champions of Europe. Uh, we missed yep. by a few by a few points. We we fell behind uh, in second place. A Turkish team won the title, uh, but you know, let's be realistic. What happens every time uh, somebody becomes champion? Your rival will become stronger. Will get better athletes, and that's what happened. The, the Turkish team had a couple. Uh, better athletes this year to compete against Sporting. They prepared themselves well. Um, we had also, I, I don't want to blame in injuries, but a couple of our key athletes in the female teams, they were injured, and a, a couple of them uh, didn't perform at, uh, to the expectations we were expecting them to. Uh, but overall, our female team, congratulations to them. Um, they dominated domestically. They won all the titles domestically, and they missed the, the European title by a few points. Uh, our male team as well. Um, domestically, we won a couple of titles, uh, but, you know, we didn't compete in, uh, in the European. That was uh, Befik, and I think they finished third in that competition. Uh, but, you know, congratulations to our male teams as well. Um, so now let's see the future, what, uh, what, what it will hold us. Um, let's not forget that uh, Nelson Evora uh, won an international competition uh, in a triple salto. So he, he, he got the bronze medal, if I'm not mistaken. The silver. Uh, uh, silver. Okay. Thanks for the correction. So that was one of our international uh, uh, titles that we won, uh, which uh, it was seven of them, which we'll talk about them little by little. Uh, so it's something to talk about. Um, but that's it. That's that's all I have for track and field. But they always give us so many titles. Our history, our club history is full of titles from uh, track and field. And uh, yeah. I just would like to say for 2019, they were great again domestically. They they, they dominated. And congrat thank you so much. And congratulations uh, to our track and field ladies and gentlemen, of course. For sure. And uh, Christian, same goes to you. Yeah, man. I just, I was going to. Um, talk about uh, Nelson Ever as well. Just you know, despite aging, um, you know he still is competing at the highest level, um, taking home another medal uh, at the Indoor European Championships. Um, and yeah, it's it's pretty amazing um, how he's managed to you know maintain um, constantly being in the mix at at these uh, at the World Championships, the European Championships. Um, I guess there is there's still time for him to um to try to get another olympic medal um but i'd say that um probably the next olympics will probably be the end for him but he's been a he he was a long time porto athlete but um he's come to sporting at, in a bit of an older age and and still maintained uh you know top level of uh, of form and performance yeah. it was it was uh, it was from Befica, Befica, yeah. yeah oh i think he actually i think he i think he Made it play for both. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was Benfica a long time. He started at Porto for three years and then Benfica. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, just one more thing about track and field. We won many, many individual uh, um, 
competitions. So like Asada, Patricia Mamona, all those athletes individually, they perform well on the domestic level as well. Yeah, yeah. Just, just want to say that. No, for sure. Thank you, Steph. For that. Um, all right, moving over next. Uh, brought us a lot of happiness the last two years. Uh, this year, unfortunately, couldn't really win anything. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk more about the, uh, I guess, the downfall of uh, our female soccer team. Um, a soccer team who I still think has a lot of quality in it, just um, I think was uh, unmatched by the uh, recent investment um, of our rivals in, in, in women's soccer, uh, Braga, um, as well as, you know, questionable whether the uh, manager should have uh, been there or not. But we are looking forward to a new season with, uh, I forget her name, uh, if you guys want to, if you guys know off the top of your head. Uh, the- Anna Kova? Something like that, yeah. You're on the ballpark. Anyways, Christian, I'll take, I'll, I'll pass it off to you. Uh, in your eyes, what went, what went wrong for uh, the females this year? Yeah, I mean Braga is. Um, oh, I think it's Patricia Kova, actually. Uh, yeah, Steph probably knows. Um, um, yeah, I mean, obviously Braga has been, uh, you know, a big rival for us recently. Um, they're, they're it's always between us and them, pretty much all the competitions. Um, and so for the last two years, we've kind of cleaned up shop and swept them, um, you know, in the league and uh, in, in the cup as well. Um, but it's not to say that they, they didn't give us, you know, they weren't, you know, we were smacking them three, nothing, um, yeah. you know, the cup final two years ago, I believe it went to, to extra time and we beat them on a ridiculous long range goal. Um, so, I mean, they were always, uh, a competitive rival to us, but I mean, I think that they just did more um, in the transfer window uh, this season, and uh, they uh, they got some some good players. They got some some beasts in midfield this year, um, and I just think that they were a bit better than us. I mean, overall, if you look at uh, you know the the classification, I think we finished four points back of them, so it's not like we were there just in another league compared to them, um, but. Uh, we we fell uh, in the uh, in the cup and then we we lost to them in the in the first leg or the 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 first tie in between us and the league and then we we needed to win like three nothing in the, the second one to to pass them um, I believe we drew nil nil um, so yeah I mean I think that our foot our, our women's football team has a lot of great players. Um, a lot of players who play for Portugal, who who is kind of starting to make a name for themselves on the international stage when they were pretty much uh, irrelevant. Um, going back just like five years, women's soccer in Portugal didn't really wasn't really a threat. I mean, it was like, um, I mean, we didn't qualify for the World Cup, but we finished one spot out of qualifying. So it's definitely um, on the come up, and there's a lot of good good players. We've got a lot of good young players, and a lot of them are on our team. So I think this summer is mostly going to be about maintaining a lot of them and then maybe adding a few extra pieces. Um, you know, there were those weird, wacky rumors that Patricia Moraes um, and someone else had, like, rescinded their contracts, and that turned out to just be a bogus story. So I think that if we kind of lose pieces of our core, it'll be difficult, especially with Benfica coming up from the second division um, this season. Um, and they won the cup as well, despite being in the second division, because, I mean, they have the roster of a, of a first division team. Um, they invested pretty heavily. So it'll be a uh, interesting battle between the three of us 
um, next season. So uh, I hope that we can maintain our core, add a few pieces, and I think we'll be right there competing. Um, but, you know, if we kind of, um, I guess, disinvest from our, from our team here and, and kind of try to cut the budget, things like that, um, you know, we could be looking at, you know, like a third place finish if things don't go right. So hopefully, um, hopefully we can keep everybody. Yeah, agreed. And uh, so our new coach's name is actually Susanna Kova. Susanna Kova, okay. Yeah, um, formerly of the uh, Portuguese national team, like you said, we were one point away. So um, promising future ahead. She signed a one-year contract with uh, an extra uh, an option at the end of that season. Um, Steph, uh, I'll pass it off to you next. Uh, what did you think of uh, the females? Well, you know, like you said, it's Susanna Kova, and uh, she has a lot of experience from uh, the national teams. Uh, the youth national team and stuff. So um, I think she'll be a good fit. She knows mo most of our uh, youth players. We have some up-and-coming, exciting uh, uh, young ladies that uh, they, they, uh, they really know how to play uh, football well. Uh, but that's not good enough. Uh, what Braga did was actually a ungop uh, genu. Uh, it was just uh, very smart of them to invest in the uh, American market. They they um, they basically acquired four Americans. Um, I don't know if you saw the games um, of Braga, but uh, these four Americans were very tall, very strong in the midfield, mm -hmm. and they basically dominated with muscle and uh, and their physique. Um, as you can see, and then uh, I don't know if you're following the World Cup. I am. I'm a, I'm a fanatic in uh, all sports, as you guys you should know by now. <laughs> you guys know me quite well. But I mean, the display of 13 nothing against against Thailand and today 3 nothing against Chile, which could have been 10 nothing as well. It just shows that uh, the, fe the 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 female soccer in the United States it's a step above everybody else. Yeah. Even historically, uh, the American team has almost always won. It's usually been between uh, yeah, well, the Americans, the Canadians, and uh, another team I'm forgetting. But anyways, continue. Japan. Japan. They're yeah. pretty good as well. Yeah. And, and Germany. They have yeah. two World, 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 World Cup titles. Yeah, we yeah. have three. The Germans have two. Yeah. Um, but uh, there, it's, there's only seven World Cups so far. Uh, so with that said, Braga prepared really well. I don't know who told them to invest in the American market. That was well played. And that was the, the key difference. And we started a little bit shaky. We lost points against Turil, uh, against teams we shouldn't have. And then uh, towards the end, we, we finished two points away from Braga only, not four, two. So because we had to win at Braga by 3 nothing, And we tied the last game against Braga 0-0 zero, zero in uh, No Primer de Mayo. Uh, and that's and, and, uh, and everybody that followed the, the ladies soccer team, we knew it was almost kind of impossible to go to Braga and win and win three nothing, because yeah. Bra Braga didn't play to win the game. They contained the game. They dropped the lines and they told basically they invited Sporting, you guys need to win, so you come and play and win the game, and we just couldn't score. Uh, personally, towards the end of the second half. Uh, the, the ladies were playing quite well, actually. We redeemed ourselves, but it was just too late. Braga just went in a, into a cruising mode, and they they just uh, managed properly. Uh, they still tied one game against uh, Studio, 
because they they were ahead of us by by uh, four points, and it gave us a, a little bit of a glimpse of hope, but it wasn't good enough. Against uh, the only game they fucked up, the Benfica, when they lost at home in the second half of the Taça de Portugal. But besides that, Braga dominated the uh, the competition in ladies. Uh, and next year, if we're not careful, if we're not, if we don't go uh, and uh, get some new acquisitions, and I would strongly suggest to uh, to uh, the administration, sporting administration, to look into the American ma- market, mm-hmm. uh, just like just like in basketball, uh, they they go get the th- third tier uh, or fourth tier ma- uh, basketball players in America, but that's good enough for the uh, Portuguese league. I hate to say, it, but it is good enough. You know what I mean? I mean, you look at, uh, I don't know if you follow basketball in Portugal. I do follow a little bit, mm-hmm. even though even though we don't have a team yet. We'll have a team next year. But Oliva Dance and Bifica, they dominate the competitions. And you look at the basketball players you, they, they have, the top ones they have is fun, they, they Americans. And we, But you and Chris that follow uh, the NBA... If you look at their names, you'll, you'll be like, what the hell are they? I would I, I would actually be able to help out their scouting department, honestly, because there's a lot of, like, lower-tier, like, American players yes. or D-League players. Um, yeah. And obviously, I'm a big Sixers fan, so I went through the process era where we literally just had random scrubs rotating in and out of the team. And guys like that would, would really help us. Yep. Um, so I think that they would be great for, for sporting. Yeah. And definitely, and that's and that's what the female team needs to do. The, the, the scouting department, they need to look into uh, uh, Duke University. Uh, the the we have so so much talent in, in, in as far as females, but they'll never make the national team because the national team can only call what is it 24, 24 ladies. But we have so much talent that that would be good fit for the sporting team, and. And uh, and that's that's all I gotta say. If we want to remain competitive against Benfica and uh... hey guys, that's it. Cool. Oh, I thought I lost you for a second. Sorry. Okay. Um, all right. Next is um, just the Furma Sound. Really, we only had one campeonato this year um, from the list that I'm seeing. And it was the Campeonato Nacional de Iniciados. Um, Steph, I know you follow that a bit more closely than, than I do, at least. Uh, give me your quick uh, two cents on that. Well, we, uh, we basically became B-Campeones, so back-to-back championships. Mm-hmm. We, have, we actually have an amazing uh, uh, under-15 soccer team, which, which gives us uh, uh, really high hopes for the under-17 next year, whoever moves up. The under seventeen, we it was also a decent team, but it was uh, altogether uh, it, it was the, the the first year under under uh, the under seventeen. Uh, so we didn't we didn't do it quite so well, even though we won today six two. But we we lost the important games against uh, uh, against uh, Befica, and uh, we tied a stupid game against Braga when we were winning at home two nothing. We tied two uh, two, and that, that upset me because. Um, you know, within, and then juniors under nineteen. I'm just going to hit a little bit. You know, all of all of them at the same time. Uh, we we stunk big time. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a problem of coaching staff or not. We knew and would keep players because we lost a lot of players. Um, if we don't sign them with a professional uh, contract, 
you could see now we like they they will they they have no no for money, so they will hey they will tell them hey there's a team in Italy that uh, they're willing to start sign you up. You want to go? Well, let's go now. So in, instead of uh, you know staying at Sporting and develop themselves, we see more and more players going to to other leagues because we didn't sign a professional contract with them. Um, basically, they these young players are saying, "Show me the money, or I leave." So at the end of nineteen, we finished third, like twenty points away from from uh, Football Club Porto, which they won the championship in Juvenis. Uh, under seventeen, Bifica clinched the the championship today, and uh, you know, under fifteen, our team won uh, at Porto. We won over there. We smacked them three nothing. Uh, so in Olival. So congratulations to our youth, uh, and uh, and I I know for Frederic Verandes was saying that they're going to restructure the whole the whole structure. Uh, because he realizes that uh, we're losing too many key players, and uh, something needs to shake up, shape up. Because uh, it's not normal for Sporting. Uh, we haven't been champions of uh, juniors under 19 now for I think three years, and juvenile the same thing. The last title was in 2017. I mean, you could take a look and see yourself. I might be off a little bit, uh, but you know. We, we do need to do something else because our youth economy this year didn't display what sporting pieces expect. And the under-23, um, also, we were close to winning the title. But, you know, the bottom line is uh, these, these young players, they're learning, they're developing, and that's what's, that's the most important. Of course, mm-hmm. if they win titles, it's, it's, it's good as well. But let's not forget that the most important thing is it's, it's the, the development and the experience they're acquiring, but we we have to we have to also mention that we lost too many young players to to our rivals, and some just went to to other leagues. And uh, we have to contain and control that much better. So let's see what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, all right, next uh, the more pressing uh, one, uh, at least the one that happened today. Um, our futsal team. So this is what they finished out with. They had they won the Super Tasa earlier in the year or in the season, I should say. Um, Tasa Portugal early uh, as well against uh, Benfica, and of course the famous Liga dos Campeões in futsal, the trophy we've been chasing for a few years. Finally got to win that in uh, Kazakhstan or yeah, in Kazakhstan this year, right in Kazakhstan. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, it was in Kazakhstan, right? Right. That's right. Right. Cool, cool. Yeah. I was about to say Azerbaijan. Yeah, it was in Kazakhstan this year. Um, so three trophies. Um, sadly, it wasn't the fourth uh, by today, but um, overall a decent season. Uh, Christian, what, were, what are your thoughts on the futsal team? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at it like big picture, um, you know, it was a great season. Um, you know, European champions, um, you know, well-deserved. Um, we, we beat the... We beat the best team, um, you know, out of the four in the final four. We we beat the best team, um, in the semis. Uh, we 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 outplayed them and we deserved to win. Um, and then the final, we we deserved to win that game as well, um, against uh, Almaty, um, at at their place. Um, obviously they were the host, so even more difficult. Um, but uh, you know, 
we we're used to you know winning, um, but uh, obviously at the same time, Befica has you know a, a pretty good football team as well. Um, we did beat them in the cup final, and we did we did draw them in the group stage of the Champions League to 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 advance out of the group. All we needed to do was draw. They needed to win, and we got the job done and advanced on on goal differential, which put us into the final four, which put us in a position to win the uh, the European title. Um, but you know, I thought that we weren't at our at our best um and just over the course of the the final um the whole series um you know we, we we were constantly getting in in position that we were having to chase the game getting down like by three goals and having to chase the game um you know that that game fork uh goal with 30 seconds left was was pretty amazing um and that was that was a great you know like memory of of the of the final um and uh, last year, I mean, it went to Game Five as well, and we we ended up winning in PKs. We beat them in the Cup Final in PKs, and then I mean, we lost by one goal. We hit the post with seven seconds left in Game Five. So obviously, two very evenly matched teams, and it's just kind of the way that the cards fell. Um, I think that we missed having Da Ginyu a lot um, um, in the last two games. Um, I thought that we 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 didn't really have anyone that could that could hold the ball up there like him. Um, and I thought that that day it was basically unplayable um, in, in these last couple games, just, just not strong enough, not physical enough. Um, and, uh, you know, Kevin out is obviously good, but um, you know, I, I think that he, he benefits a lot from having a, another striker like Diego out there. I thought Joao Matos didn't play that great um, over the course of the finals. Um, and just today's game was just really sloppy in general. Um, just the passing overall and, and giving them some free goals pretty much in the first half um, and, and putting ourselves in a hole um, on the road in a must-win game. So, I mean, I think that Benfica were probably, um, you know, just winners overall uh, over the course of the series. They were probably the better team, but, I mean, we didn't really do ourselves any favors. But, you know, at the same time, I think we have to be happy with the season. The futsal team has won every um, domestic championship since 2015, I believe. So, so that was, that was three straight. It would have been four straight. Um, and we won a European title and we won a cup. So, I mean, I think that, uh, the futsal team is in good hands, um, with Nuno Diaz and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, to defending our, our title again, because, you know, we're defending a, a European championship. People will be gunning for us. I'm sure Benfica will continue to invest and, and play us tough. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, agreed. And, and Steph, I'll pass it off to you with our football. Yeah, yeah so so uh, first and for, foremost, uh, the only thing I can say about our futsal team is uh, thank you so much. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a great season. Uh, of course, that uh, as a Sportingista, you know, we want to win everything. But uh, when you look at the uh, overall picture, in five competitions, we won three competitions. So I would say that's a very positive, very successful season. So, uh, Super Tassa, we won it. We won the uh, Tassa Portugal, just like Chris said. And we, let, we, we, we won the, the, the uh, number one, the most important competition of futsal, which is the Champions League. That's even more, it's even better than the Portuguese League. It doesn't matter what people say. Uh, I haven't heard anything yet. But if, if somebody says, no, the Portuguese 
this league is more important than the Champions League, then, you know, we'll talk about that. But so far, no one has mentioned that. So let's leave it at that. But um, it, um, very proud of, the, of these guys. We went to game number five, Estadio de Luz, uh, Pavilion de Luz, I should say. Uh, and uh, like Chris said, uh, Bifica has a great team. But today's game, we didn't lose because Bifica has a great team. It's because we gave them two major gifts. Uh, that that uh, that uh, the the third goal they scored, I totally blame. Uh, uh, you know the uh, uh, our uh, Gita. I mean, I mean, what the hell was that? He just gave him the ball. Uh, he, he miscalculated the ball, and then uh, the then the, the fourth goal they scored. Uh, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, you gave the ball to the Benfica player, and he didn't even do much at all. So when you give them two major gifts like that. That's what happens. You lose. You could lose the game, and we lost the game. And then the referees were blind. That was a PK. If that's not a PK, yeah. I mean, all the way from the United States, I saw the goddamn <laughs> PK. That's a PK. Lado Celsinho, Caralho It's a PK. I mean, you don't need a, you don't you don't need a VA, you don't need a VAR for that. You could tell he lifted his hand. The refing was uh, bad overall. The whole series, I oh, thought. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's what. You know the the two commentators of uh, of RTP, they should be fired today. <laughs> they should, they should, they should because they 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 had no fucking no They had no fucking balls to tell the truth to say, oh yeah, that was a PK. Not even once they admitted it. Even when he was in replay, these two guys they didn't have the courage to 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 speak the truth and say that was a PK that the referees missed. Why not? Just say it the way it is. You you're supposed to be doing it So you just call it the way it is. I mean, they 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 replayed like ten times and they, they never said it was a PK. I mean, you know, the, the atmosphere with the Benfica fans, with the Sportingista fans, was amazing, amazing in all the games. We have. We have the best futsal league, uh, the one, the two, two, two best officiating, and we have a shitty fucking liga. If if we put Benfica and and Sporting in a different league, it would be an amazing spectacle. But since we belong to a piece of shit fucking, I'm not gonna say country because I love Portugal. But a piece of shit league and a piece of shit fucking refereeing, uh, above, you know, and Liga and, and Federação, because why was Dieguinho given two games suspension? Why would you want to move, move one of the best futsal players if you want a better spectacle? No, eh? the futsal. You want to keep those players playing. You don't want to remove them because it's going to give an advantage to the other team. Because that's what happened. Diego never never deserved two 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 games. 
suspension by the Liga Portuguesa. Why was he given two games? You just killed the beautiful game of futsal by removing one of the best players. Benfica shouldn't be afraid to play against the best. I'm not going to blame Benfica directly, but indirectly, yes, because the connection of him. Of course, they don't see it that way because they think everything is okay and uh, and that uh, they have the best team in the world. So they did have a good team, and it's not their fault that we gave them two goals. But Dig and um, and that PK not being called and the ref not, not to focus so much on that. They they dominated better. It's like they wanted it more, uh, you know, throughout the uh, the, the the five game series. Uh, but we, you know, we always came back and we gave them a good fight. Our Dieguinho shouldn't have not, not been suspended the two games because now it's always going to be something we could justify to be said, Well, you won because even even if he played out the difference in that in today's game, and uh, you know, but besides that, you know what? We can win all the time. We won for three years in a row. The last time Bifiki won was in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So. I'm very proud of our team. Very proud of our team. And, uh, you know, I mean, three years in a row, okay, we didn't win this year. We didn't win. But you know what? We won the Champions League. What else can you What else can you ask? A Tassa Portugal, Super Tassa, that's excellent. It's, it's uh, you know, that's it. That's what I got to say. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, Liverpool aren't kicking themselves about not winning the Premier League when they won the Champions League. You know, it's... Uh, one of those, and, and in my opinion, in the Gala Futsal, I don't know if they've won. I, I'm pretty sure they've won in the last few years, but uh, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. But in this year, the of, on the Gala, when it comes to the best team uh, award, it has to be Futsal, in my opinion. But um, but anyways, let's move on to Hockey and Patinj, um, where we came third in the league, uh, f- six points behind uh, Porto, I believe. Let me just double-check that. Uh, yeah, six points behind Porto. Two, uh, three points behind uh, Oliveira's, so we came third. Um, but we won uh, another European title, the Taça dos Clubes Campeões Europeus. Um, Christian, uh, talk me through uh, hockey and patins, dude. Yeah. Um, so I think that uh, um, the turning point for this was the game that Miguel Albuquerque's wife got punched in the face yeah. um, at the Dragon Caixa. We lost. Um, I think we were two points back of them at the time, um, and it would have moved us into first. But then instead, the the uh, the gap opened up, and pretty much um, that led Porto to the title. And then the rest of the way was kind of was kind of shitty um, after that. So I think that was the turning point in the in the domestic season. Um, that game was was very frustrating. Um, you know, I think that uh, the hockey team. Um, you know, is, is once again, you know, obviously, um, you know, pretty good. I think that we have a world-class uh, goalkeeper who, who kept us alive in a lot of games that we probably shouldn't have been in. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, obviously a, a European title um, in, in, in hockey with three out of the four teams um, being Portuguese um, in the final four and, even more in the in the uh, quarterfinals, um, it, it's good. I think they have the best, uh, you know, roller hockey um, uh, league in the world, and 
you know, obviously we're one of the better teams in the world if we're one of the top teams uh, in that league. So it sucks that we didn't win, um, but uh, at least we won, uh, you know, a European title again. Um, it kind of sucks to, to, to not really renew in any of these modalities as far as, uh, you know, winning the title because we won in all of the major modalities, the domestic titles last season, and this season we didn't win any. So it kind of sucks, but at least the trade-off is we won two European titles. Yeah, agreed. Um, we'll move on to judo next. Uh, and Compu- uh, we won the Campeonato Nacional, uh, the league title. Um, that's all it shows here, but Steph, I don't know if we've won um, more or not, but uh, take us through the judo. Uh, I'm just going to mention something really fast about Kim Patins. There's My bad, a couple, a co- No, that don't worry about uh, There's a couple of things that happened. Jean Pinto. And uh, something happened that he didn't play for for most part of the season, and right. that's pretty bad, because because he was our captain. It look, looked like it was maybe a personal uh, problem between the coach and him. Don't know, don't have any details. I don't work at Sporting. I'm just a fan. But you know, and also we lost uh, Vitor Hugo. Uh, so I think they were extremely focused for the Champions League, and that's why we won it and we deserved because we were the best team in the tournament. And it was in our pavilion that helped a lot. Uh, but then after that title, uh, they lost focus. And then they were ready negotiating a play who was staying and who was not staying. And and when you play those games, you know, in the middle of competitions, you lose your focus. So in Tassa Portugal, we lost our focus against Benfica. And then they reached the final Leverance, against Oliverance and they got spanked by Oliverance, which is a good thing. Um, and then uh, Porto, Porto, they were the be- the better team for the Portuguese league. So in all competitions, everything was divided. Oliveirense got the Taça Portugal, Porto got the championship of Portugal, and we won the Champions League. So again, very proud of it. We're getting some very exciting players. We got a a couple players from uh, from the Portuguese league, and one exciting player from Lodi, an Italian. Uh, um, uh, really good, 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 good player. So uh, and and the core, the core of of uh, the team will stay. So that's good. I'm anticipating to be a great season next year, um, and that's what I gotta say uh, about the Kimpatins. Judo, uh, we won again the title domestically, uh, and uh, so uh, I think this is. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, could could you take a look at it? Is it four years in a row in judo? Uh, yeah, give me one sec. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk. It should be 2019, 2018, 2017, and 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. And before yeah, that, so- and we just missed out on 2015 because we also dominated 2014, 2013, 2012, and 2011. Yeah. Yep. So, so judo, you sporting dominates domestically. We won a title last year of the European uh, 2018, mm-hmm. uh, not this year. But um, that for judo, yeah, we we represent sporting quite well as well. Yeah, uh, and speaking of representing sporting quite well, uh, next sport uh, was table tennis, um, where it was basically a clean sweep: Campeonato Nacional, Taça Portugal, and Super Taça for the males. And Campeonato Nacional and Super and Tasa Portugal for the females. Um, we won everything basically. Um, Christian, what what do you think of uh, table tennis, dude? 
Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched too much table tennis, but um, I know that we have, you know, like pretty much a stranglehold on the, uh, the, uh, the, the league for that. Uh, I think we've won, like, I don't know, like maybe six years in a row at least. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's obviously very good, but, I mean, I can't really speak too much in specifics of it. Yeah, um, yeah four years in a row. Four years in a row. I'm looking at that now. Nice. Nice. Yeah, but agreed. I, I also haven't watched a lot of it either, but uh, I know that much, at least, that we kill. Um, last, or second last, I should say, before the footy, um, our volleyball team, unfortunately, didn't win uh, anything this year. Um, they did win the league last year for the first time in 22 years, if I'm not mistaken, or 24 years, but uh, this year they didn't. Um, Steph, take us through the volleyball team real quick. Okay, so I'll take you to the volleyball team really fast, but I just want to mention something about the ladies in that table tennis, mm -hmm. uh, which um, the last time they had won a title was in 1992, so they broke the spell. Uh, yeah. So, they, you know, they just came back, actually. And the last time they won, they won the Tasset Portugal was also, also 1992. 92. Yeah. Yeah. So... So the, the, those ladies were amazing, and uh, two of our ladies uh, married to two of our players, Apolonia and uh, U Monteiro. So it's 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 couples. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing actually. Yeah. Uh, I watch I watch actually the the, the game and uh, and uh, they played real well. The volleyball team, you know. We were successful the, the first year, but then we lost some some key players, uh, and uh, we didn't replace them with uh, with the um, same talent and same skill set as the other ones, and we suffered the consequences. And Befica were pissed that uh, we Befica basically in Porto. Uh, when when you become champion of Portugal, what happens? Your rivals they're gonna reinforce themselves and they're gonna go you know after you. And that's what happened. We paid the consequences of our success of last year. Yeah. And in volleyball, the Bifica dominated. There's nothing I can say about that. There's uh, the referees can't cheat that much in volleyball. Let's be honest. Yeah. So the the better the better team was Bifica in all aspects and everything. So congrats to them. I'll give them congratulations in volleyball because it's obvious. It's too obvious, you know. So I mean, there's no cheating involved whatsoever. Right. Uh, so, you know, so we need to reinforce ourselves. We got a new coach, Brazilian, and uh, we already got a couple new uh, uh, also players from Brazil. So Brazil, they, they rank really high in, uh, in, uh, uh, in, the, uh, in, world, in the world ranking. So I'm expecting a very exciting season in volleyball, too. So let's see. Yeah, yeah. And 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 now a female team just got promoted. Exactly, they, they become champions of the second league. And the good thing is, in the female division, well, you'll have Sporting, Benfica, and Porto as well. They they just announced they will have a, uh, a female volleyball team in the first division. Well, that's good too. Then that's great. Yeah. It's um, great. Hey. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, um, of course, our, our goalball, uh, two European titles. Uh, one from the females, and then the males became B campeão. Um, uh, Christian, uh, anything to say about the goalball team? Um, it should count to our official European title record. Exactly. 
Agreed. Uh, that's the main thing I have to say about that. Um, it's not any less of a sport than any other sport. Um, agreed. So it should count as an official title. Yeah, agreed. Respect for the our athletes of goalball. Exactly. Uh, I was actually just having a conversation with a, uh, a buddy of a rival team, and I was saying that exact same thing. Um, all because it's not soccer doesn't mean we shouldn't um, disrespect or, or, or respect the, these athletes any less. Um, so what if soccer makes the most money? It, it, it shouldn't matter. At the end of the day, these guys are, are athletes, and uh, they're to be respected. Uh, and Steph, anything to say about goalball? Yeah, really fast. Uh, the, uh, our men's team is uh, B campion, so second year yeah. in a row, winning the European title and also the domestic title. And our ladies, for the first time uh, in uh, ever in, in the competition, they also clinched the uh, the European title. So congrats to them. And uh, one more trophy internationally, which was kickboxing, Andres Sanchez. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't on the list. So thank you for that. Yeah, Andres yeah. Sanchez, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, coming to you next year, um, I don't. I think it's the second division, if I'm not mistaken. But we will have a basketball team, uh, correct? No, so, in, the, uh, in the in the first division. Oh, it'll be in the first division. Okay. Yes. Great. Yeah, we just have to meet some some requirements, like uh, X amount of international players, meaning in the international team and stuff like that. Mm. Which is so great. They, they getting some uh, some I I saw uh, from Revista nineteen oh six. Uh, the the they email, I don't know if you guys became su- subscribers with them or not. No. Did you? I become haven't. Su- no, I haven't had the time. No. Oh, okay. By the way, it only takes 30 seconds. But anyway. I know, but I've been barely home, dude. <laughs> barely home. But anyways. But anyway, I, I got an email from them, and uh, they focused on the basketball team. They just gave me, uh, like we say in Portuguese, um cheirinho, de mm. Mm. And then um, they, the, the one page was focusing on the uh, uh, comeback of the basketball team, and we got a, a couple players from uh, Porto, Madeira, Basket, a couple of players from all of Isgueira. Uh, our coach is uh, is also won four Portuguese titles, a bunch of titles in Africa when he was in Angola. Uh, so they they putting together a very exciting team. Uh, again, with the American players, uh, I never heard them about them before. Now I'm researching to get to know them, but they've been playing in Portugal and they know the reality of the Portuguese league. So we should have a interesting team, but I'm not going to say that they will be competing for the title. No, but, not yet, at least. No, I don't think so. I'm not going to put that uh, pressure mean, on them. Yeah, no, no it shouldn't be yet. Not yet. No. But I'm expecting them at least to make the playoffs, which uh, it's the top six in Portugal. Mm-hmm. It's a smaller league, but it's going to be an exciting league. It's going to be Benfica, uh, Porto. Olive- Oliveirense is good Oliveirense, too. yeah, they might they, be campeão, maybe yes, if they be yeah. por, if they be Benfica. They have a better team than Benfica. Uh, they have mm-hmm. more experience. They've been together longer, and uh, Benfica made a couple moves. I, I don't want to talk about them, but uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, our team next year should be exciting, and w- we shall see. I mean, but let's not yeah. ex- expect them to win the title right away, you know? Yeah. All right, and moves on to um, the football team, the soccer team. Um, of course, a Taça da Liga and a Taça Portugal ganho, or, or, or one, I should say. Um, Christian, I'll throw it off to you. Overall, what were your what, what are your thoughts on this season? And uh, I guess it, it, to, to simplify it, is it a good season, a Taça da Liga and a Taça Portugal? 
uh, considering, you know, and third place, of course, considering, um, you know, the drama we had to go through. Yeah, I think it's actually um, a pretty good season. Um, just looking back on it, um, it definitely could have been a lot worse. Um, you know, I think that uh, a couple players um, definitely made a name for themselves this season. Um, you know, like any season, there's positives and negatives. Um, you know, uh, I think Jovan Cabral, super exciting coming off the bench, you know, bagging a goal and an assist, like every time he came off, but then he sort of fell off. Didn't get as much playing time later on in the season. Obviously, it's disappointing for him. Um, but, you know, there, there were a lot of players that I think kind of um, proved themselves. You know, Bruno Fernandes was one of the best players um, in all of Europe. Um, you know, I think our Europa League run was, uh, you know, un- a bit un- a bit unfortunate um, and it kind of ended, um, you know, in, a, in bad fashion. But I think that, you know, winning two titles in a season for the first time in, you know, over a decade – um, it's tough to look at that uh, as a bad season, especially, um, you know, considering the, the summer that we had. And Jose Pizzetta was our coach until Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Steph, I'll, I'll pass off to you. Same question. Um, thoughts on the season and was it a good one? Yeah. Excellent. Is it bringing up for you too, Chris? Or is it yeah, yeah. Up? Can you say that again, Steph? It kind of cut out. Yeah. We had. Uh, I mean, I said. I said we had three different. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> You're so close. Steph, you're breaking up, buddy. Presidents, three different coaches. Could you hear me now? All right. Well, I think you're oh, now, oh. now I can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. You're back. You're back. Better? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, uh, I, I know why. I, I just got... Yeah, so so no, it was a good season with three different uh, presidents, three different coaches. You kidding me? The attack in the uh, in the academy, we didn't, mm-hmm. didn't have a preseason. It was an awesome season. Ganhar a taça da Liga, a taça Portugal. Um, so I'm expecting more next year, of course. So let's let's have a good preseason. Let's let's. Um, I can wait for the 31st of August. I hate the fucking market season. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, right, so, 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 and I can wait for the 24th of uh, July so I can meet you guys. I don't know if, if Danny's going, but I know Chris is. I'm still not a for sure, but uh, I'm looking likely to go, but I'm still not for sure. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, I agree with you guys. I, I also think it was a good season, a bit disappointing um, in the league, of course. Um, we had, you know, we were up there up until January at least. I think we could have done a bit better. A bit of a poor showing in the European campaign, especially falling out to a, a struggling Villarreal side um, who was really brushed aside from Valencia. Um, but 
to look at the positives, uh, I agree. We we found the gem in, in Jovan Cabral, even though he he stopped playing towards the end of the season, um, or towards you know more towards when Kaiser came in. Um, we we um, we found a bit of confidence. We had a, a another goal scorer, a goal scoring striker, I should say, uh, in Luis Philippe. Um, we seem to have found uh, two really good players from Christian Borja and Dumbia. Um, you know, Bruno Fernandes, of course, had a had a stellar season. Um, which will hopefully result into uh, a, a very big payday for, for us. Um, you know, Wendell really came to his own this season, which is a very big positive. Um, Mathieu showing that age is nothing but a number. Um, you know, and, and even Renan, who who we who I, I feel every Spartanista has bitched and moaned about, was the hero at least twice for us, at the very minimum, twice for us. Um, in, in the penalty shootouts, or, or I should say more actually, because against uh, the semifinals also, um, he, oh no, sorry, I'm thinking of another year, my bad. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, it was a good season. Um, of course, more to be desired. Um, I think we'd all agree on that, but definitely a good season. Um, let me ask you guys this, um, in terms of uh, presidency, we'll first start with Sosa Sintra. Um, I think it's a bit easier uh, this one, uh, whereas I think Verandes is a bit more of a complex because, uh, I mean, there's definitely good with bad with Verandes. But um, on Sousa Sintra, what are your overall thoughts on his three months and um, how much damage or how much good did he do for Spartan? Christian, I'll start with you. Um, I definitely think that uh, he was pretty reckless, mostly. Um, as president of the club. Um, I think that some of the worst aspects of his tenure was him seemingly patting himself on the back um, the entire time through. <laughs> so yeah. not only was he making some ill-advised uh, signings, um, seemingly spending too much money on, on nothing, um, but he was, you know, acting like he was doing God's work the whole time and, you know, wouldn't stop, uh, you know, patting himself on the back for, for what he was doing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it could have been a lot worse. Um, uh, I think that um, he, he mostly just tried to tried to play it safe. But, I mean, eventually his decisions to loan out some of the players that he loaned out and some of the people that he brought in, like Diaby, um, were just not needed. Um, and yeah, I mean, he could have definitely wrecked things a lot more than he did. Um, but I'm glad that, um, you know, it was only for three months because I don't know what a full season of, of him would have looked like. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> um, Steph, uh, quick thoughts also on, on Sosa Sintra, but also dive into um, how you think Verandes' tenure has started off. Um, good bad, you know, middle. What do you think, Steph? Well, you know, uh, talking about Sousa Sintra, like Chris said, I'm glad he was only there for three months. Uh, what, what a disaster. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I think I would have done a better job. Too. <laughs> um, so he, he didn't benefit Sporting on anything. Like Chris said, he kept on saying how great of a job he did, but really – I mean, now we've seen the consequences of how much money um, some players are making a lot more than before, and that's why he was able to retain them. 
it's not a secret anymore. The report is out there. So now we know how much everybody makes, including our, all of our modalities, which is, that's another embarrassment. Uh, right. But enough said about Sousa Sintra. A disaster, completely a disaster. Um, and now Verandas um, is kind of paying the consequences of uh, the whole ordeal, which kicking out BD, Bruno Carvalho, uh, which was done in a very poorly way. Uh, so he's not, Verandas is never going to have the PC needs, never. The 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 nation the sporting nation is very divided, still very divided. I mean, you look at Twitter, you look at uh, Facebook, you you look in general, and you see that uh, um, if we don't if we don't if we don't chill, and then as Spartan geese and get together and get united, I don't know. Uh, seriously, um, our future is at stake then. Um, because you, you, we need to unify and we need to become just a one club. I mean, of course, you're entitled to your own opinions, but the stuff I've seen out there, you know, I mean, I'm not going to be a socio. I'm not going to pay any scotters. I'm not going to buy a game box. If I lived in Lisbon, I, I would have a game box, but I live in Delaware, so it makes no sense for me to get one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the uh, sporting nation is very divided, and that's not good. It's it's not it's not going to help our cause. We don't even need portistas and befiquistas to say shit about us because we say shit about each other. Um, and you know, you go to Twitter and you say something positive about Bruno Carvalho, you'll have fifty negative tweets against you. If you say something positive about Verandas, the same thing, the same same ripple effect. So and it's. It's not the way it should be, you know. Uh, we have to, you know, stick together, and 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 that's the way you'll will be successful. So Veranda is, he's going to be struggling these these long three years left. I mean, it's yeah. been roughly eight months now or seven months. So he's going to be struggling the whole time because he's never going to get the piece he needs. He doesn't have the charisma that uh, the Sporting Gises are looking for. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I I didn't vote for him. I mean, I've been vocal about that. I voted for Bandit. Uh, but I think the next elections, when it happens three years from now, will be beneficial for Sporting uh, if we have somebody with charisma. Uh, but people have to realize that we, ha- we have to say thank you to Brun Carvalho and move on from that. Yeah. Brun Carvalho was great for Sporting, but we have to move on. We can just o- always go back and you know, I mean, João Rocha was great for Sporting, but you know, he, you know, he's part of the past, and Bruno Carvalho as well. But you know, I loved him too, and that's why I became associated Sporting because of him, a militancia. Uh, but you know, we have to give the Verandas our support, and uh, even if we don't like him, but he he's the maximum figure of Sporting Clube Portugal, and uh, we, we, without you know. All of us supporting our team, we're going to struggle all the time. Uh, and um, but he's he's done what he he can do. Uh, but even he, when he does some good, he still gets criticized. It's still not good enough, you know. I mean, I've seen it. Like he does some good, he still and that that upsets me. It's like he deserves some credit once in a while, like Borja, who got exactly. Borja, who got Borja and Dumbia. 
no one ever gave him credit for that. You know what mm. I mean? And that pisses me off. It's like, okay, you know what? Now people are just being jerks by always ripping on him because they don't personally like him. And you have to put that aside. Uh, because you see the Befikis, no matter what that, that fucking piece of shit president does, because he is a piece of shit, Luis Vieira, uh, I respect the institution, but not that president, because it's very corrupted, even on a personal basis with his personal business. I don't know why Befikis love, love him so much, but I, I get it at the same time, because he's winning titles. I, I get it. In a sense, I get it. And Portista shouldn't be too far behind because Pinta Costa or Pintorada did exist. And they supported him all the time. So I give them, I I applaud them, Befiquistas and Portistas, by supporting their president, don't matter how much pieces of shit they are, because they are, and corrupted, because they are. But they support them. But we do totally the opposite. We become all divided, and we don't support what we have. And, you know... Of course, if we had other Sportingistas in the podcast, they would give me 10 different reasons why they wouldn't, they wouldn't support him. Mm. But So when are you going to support him? The question is, it's going to be three more years of this shit on Twitter and Facebook and whatever social media you have. That's why sometimes I don't even go to social media. To tell the truth, it's not because of Bifikistas and Protistas. It's mostly because of Sportingistas being so divided. And I hate that. Yeah, we'll get us to view. Um my my quick thoughts on on Verandas is um, he's definitely had some good like you I was just about to mention but like you mentioned we, Christian Borja Dumbia um, Luis Philippe um, you know all these all good signings uh, and and even some of the players we're linked to um, some of the names sound sound pretty good of course we have to wait to and see if they're true but um, as of right now he, he has more um, good players than bad. However, we can't forget he also does have he also did bring in Tiago Ilotti. Um the thing is with Verandas that I'm more worried about is his lack of negotiation skills. Um of course and also Vieto, uh, who I think is gonna be a good player. Still have to find out about him, but um I think uh whether it's it is a risk, so I'm not gonna I'm, I won't kill Verandas um if uh Vieto doesn't pan out. The only thing I will kill Vianda uh on is the fact that we paid $7.5 million for 50% of his pass. Um, the fact that we paid $2.5 million or whatever it was for 60% of Tiago Ilotti's pass. Um, I think Varandaj, maybe his team in terms of scouting has, has done a good job, uh, but him getting these players over the line, um, very terrible. Um, I, I'm very critical on, on his, um, his uh, sales of... Nani and Monteiro, not even in January, but in February. Um, I get we have to save some salary or whatever it is, but um, I, I, I totally didn't understand how in February, um, after coming from one of the toughest months um, in, the, in the league that we had under Kaiser, of course, in January where we took that big hit, as well as in February where we lost uh, to Villarreal, I think we could have definitely used um, uh, Freddie Montero and Nani, especially Nani. Um, with Baz Dost out, we had Luis Philippe, uh, you know, in a baptism of fire. Basically, we we eased him in as 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 much as we could, but there was a point in time where we couldn't ease him in anymore, and he just had to play. Uh, luckily, he panned out. But if if he didn't, we might have had a different tone about it. Um, 
so definitely some criticisms. And then, of course, to me, I, I'm, I'm currently seeing, or, or at least I think I'm seeing a, a, a disinvestment or whatever the proper word is uh, in the modalities, which is a bit uh, frightening, to say the least. Um, and then, of course, uh, his, his election saying that um, in terms of money, we're fine just to a few months later, um, getting a loan to repay a loan. Um, but anyways, Christian, uh, thoughts on uh, Verandes? Um, yeah, I mean, he. it's tough to really analyze his work yet because this is going to be his first full season coming up. So we, it's kind of hard to you know, evaluate um, you know, what he's done because, uh, I mean, the team wasn't fully his. Um, you know, I think that uh, Luis Philippe, um, Renan Ribeiro, um, those are all, uh, you know, good good players that, that he brought in. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he deals with our players that are out on loan. Um, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how he deals with the Bruno Fernandes situation and the Bazdaz situation um, as far as negotiating them. So I think that that will give us a, a, a pretty good idea of, you know, what, what, what his plan is here going forward. Um, and how he, I guess, reinforces the team with that, with that money. Um, so it, it's tough to judge him. Um, I know people on Twitter like to overreact to things and, you know, say, like, the modalities losing is his fault and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think that that is obviously kind of overreaction and sensationalized. But, you know, at the same time, uh, I've been hearing rumors and reading them that he, he plans to cut the budget for things, like including the modalities. Um, and, I mean, obviously that's not the way to, to get back to winning ways is to cut the funding. Um, so I seriously hope things like that aren't true and they're just kind of, you know, like rumored stories that just get printed just because they need to print something. So, you know, we're going to find out a lot about um, about him in the next uh, you know, two months or so. Um, so I'm going to reserve, you know, official judgment on him um, in, until beginning of August. Um, I know that's kind of a cop-out of an answer, but, you know, I'm just really not sure how, how he's going to handle um, these things because, I mean, he, it still seems that he didn't really do him any favors last last season. And obviously I think his, his January transfer window, um, while Nani and Montero were, were not, you know, great, great but i think that they they both wanted to leave to go back to or to come to america so he kind of just facilitated that which is i mean i guess it's whatever um but you know his other signings in january were, were not too shabby um he did win two titles um whether or not those were i mean can't really credit to him uh you know we could have easily lost both of those games <laughs> but yeah. but we didn't so i mean it's not really his 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 doing one way or the other so uh, I think it's just it's too early to really judge him. Um, we can get kind of signals and hints at the direction that he's trying to go in, but until he actually does it, um, uh, it'll be interesting. You know, who knows? Maybe he pays Bruno Fernandes five million and and he keeps him. You know, like that'd be you know certainly an interesting thing to happen. So, so we'll wait and see what happens here. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Steph, um, speaking of Verandas, he also brought in Marcel Kaiser in November. Uh, getting rid of Pizedo. I think we all said enough about Pizedo throughout the year. Um, wasn't really good for us. Um, 
But with that being said, what are your thoughts on Marcel Kaiser? Well, no, I, uh, I, I'm a fan of Kaiser. I like him. Um, he deserves a full preseason. Um, now he knows uh, what to expect from uh, from the uh, Sporting Nation and the Portuguese League. He, he got to know um, the intensity, how Portuguese coaches think, how we play. He got to know the referees. Um, he got to know, you know, the 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 backstage bullshit. So, you know, I think he's more prepared to, for 2019, 2020 than he was when he first came in from uh, from Saudi Arabia and from uh, the Netherlands um, reality. Uh, so I'm expecting I'm expecting him to be more demanding towards his players. But now, you know. The fucked up thing is we got to wait until August to see what kind of team we, we're going to have. Uh, like Chris said, if if we can keep Brun Fernandes, that would be great. But one thing, I will admit it, this is the way I think. If we can make a good business move now, let's do it now because yep. his value now is very high. So take advantage of the market now. Uh, don't be foolish to say we're going to keep it one more year and then he's, he'll decrease his value. Will de- That's how it is in football. He'll decrease right away. So if you can make a good bi- a, a good move, a good business, a good deal, then do it. Just do it. Go after the money because the loan he got from uh, our fellow American here, is just it was just to buy time. So you need to pay it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we need to sell, play- we need to sell players. He said he would you wanted to make twenty five million off the uh, the loans we have, so I would say a little bit more than that. If he's more aggressive, I would say maybe forty five million. And we have a good quality players loaned out that you could make lots of money with it. Um, I think he said twenty five, just because if he makes thirty five off them, then he could uh, you know give himself credit for that. Uh, but. Uh, you know, besides that, I'm expecting great things from Kaiser just because now he has more experience and Zakunyasushkans de Casa, like we say. So, and I like his uh, style of play. So, if he gets the proper players, the players that can hold the ball within one meter, because I hate those players that they pass the ball and they can even control it, they, they, they overtouch it and they lose control of it. And his style of play, a ball of things stuck club of play. Yeah. And and if that's if that's not the case, if you touch it too much, if if it gets away from you, then it's not gonna work. So he's gonna he's gonna ask uh, the scouting department for those kind of plays, plays that can touch, they can control the ball, because he loves to have the control of the game. So I'm 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 very excited to see what kind of plays we're gonna get. Um, and. Uh, you know, that's it. I'm expecting great things from him because he's got more experience. Yeah, fair. I, I'm. I agree with you, actually, uh, Steph. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm gonna steal a question off Joel De Silva. He, he. I'm, I think he's still listening to us. At least he's still in our chat. Um, this is from the last podcast. Um, he asked, "How far can Kaiser take us? Uh, do you think he's got what it takes to stay for a couple seasons with us?" Um, Christian, I'll ask you that. Uh, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I do think that he could potentially be the coach, um, that, that wins us a title. Um, I think that he is, 
maybe a bit too mild mannered. Um, uh, the combination of him and Brandes is maybe a bit too mild mannered because you kind of have to be, you know, uh, it seems like the, the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil in Portugal. If you, if you bitch enough at the refs or whatever and you cause enough of a scene, they kind of just give you whatever you want. Um, so the combination of those two isn't really good in that department. Um, but, you know, as far as, you know, his style of play, I think that the, his team's going to probably get a little bit better this year. Um, you know, he's bringing back Matthew, see if we can hold on to Quats. I mean, you know, he, he definitely, um, you know, I think he's definitely going to be put in, in a pretty good position. And, you know, if we don't see improvement, then then he has to go. But, you know, I think that the trajectory that he was on, um, although he did, you know, he obviously caught a few bumps in the row, which is, you know, obviously expected, I think. But, you know, I think that the team was constantly improving under uh, under him. And, you know, I think that, He's in a, a good position to, to continue doing that um, into next season as well. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, we'll, we'll move on to the players. Um, I was going to do a, a player rating. I'm not too sure that would be that appealing at the moment. Um, so instead, I'm going to go through the three, or, or the three, the, the uh, amount of players in certain positions, and then I'll ask you guys to um, – not only meant, you know, talk about how well certain ones of the, uh, certain players played throughout the season, uh, but then individually, I'll ask you if you think we should keep them or we should look for a transfer uh, or loan them out or uh, you know lost cause. Um, so we'll, we'll start off with the goalies. Uh, mainly, this will be a good discussion, you know, just so you guys know where, I, where I'm coming from. Uh, this will probably be a great discussion in terms of like Quats transfer, Bruno Fernandes transfer. Etc. Etc. And then, of course, how they did uh, throughout the season. But um, in goalies, we had René Ribeiro, Roman Salan, and uh, I mean Luis Max, even though he was mainly from the from the under 23s. Um, and of course, we also had Viviano. Uh, so, Steph, I'll pass it to you. Um, René Ribeiro. We've also had a lot of questions like this on on Twitter. Uh, so, sorry if we're we're answering them prematurely. But René Ribeiro. Definitely not the best goalie in the world, especially coming from um, a team that was used to Rui Patricio for however long. Um, but he he showed glimpses of uh, of um, some some great uh, some great things this season. Um, so what do you think? Is is he our goalie moving forward for next season? Do you think we should give Luis Max a chance? Do you think maybe we should give Viviano a chance if he comes back, uh, like the rumors are suggesting? Um, what are your thoughts, Steph? Uh, I think Viviano had a hear me? Now we can. Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. So I think I'm good. Can you hear me? Nah, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, you're cutting off, bud. Okay. So, oh, there you so, are. Um, no, you're back. You're back. You're back. Try I, again. <laughs> I, I, okay. So, I think the problem with Viviana is his salary. He makes too much money. So, loaning him, he offsets uh, the, that salary. Uh, I mean, uh, I would love to see him at Sporting, but I don't think it's going to happen. 
yeah. and then uh, Ruben uh, Ribeiro, I think, is a good goalie. He has room for improvement. He has to get better getting out of the posts when uh, you know when uh, with those crosses. He, he sucks at that. That's why he needs to improve. But I would like uh, Spartan to give uh, Max uh, a chance. That's it. Fair enough. Um, moving on to the center backs, uh, Christian, I'll pass this one off to you. Um, so, uh, hot topic. I'll, I'll obviously ask you as well, Steph. Hot topic is, is Sebastian Quach. Uh, really unsure whether we're going to sell him or not. Um, the the rumors are twenty million uh, are is what we're looking for. But the only real uh, rumor of a value of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for of like a transfer value that we've gotten for him is Valencia for twelve million. Um, so first and foremost, uh, what are your thoughts on Quach's season this year? Um, seeing as it's definitely not his best season at Spartan, uh, but I wanted, I wanted to know your two cents on whether it was good or bad. And do you think we should um, maybe sell uh, the Uruguayan center back? Um, yeah, I thought he had a uh, you know, pretty good season overall. Um, he definitely is you know, one of our rocks in defense. Um, you know, it, when Matthew was out for a while, um, you know, Kowatch wasn't uh, as good and as used to playing with the other partners that he was given. Um, and, uh, you know, you could, that was pretty evident in, like, their team performances and the goals we conceded during that span. Um, but, I mean, I, I think that no player is, is really untouchable in the market these days. And I think for the right price... Um, you know, I'd be willing to sell them. I think that price is probably about twenty million. Yeah, uh, and Steph, what about you? I agree with I would press if if somebody uh, offers twenty million, then I would sell them. Too. Uh, yeah, but he had a also. I would rather keep him, of course, but needs to sell. And uh, if... hello, yeah, yeah. Danny. Sorry, you were just cutting off for a bit, but uh, we just got it now. Um. All right, and, and then, um, of course, Mathieu is going to stay. Um, Luis Neto is coming in, so we have to wait to see. Um, and then, of course, uh, the Lottie and André Pinto uh, problem. Um, or not problem. Um, Christian, do you think we should, uh, of course, keeping in mind, we also have Duarte and uh, Ivanildo out on loan um, that had really good seasons uh, for the respective clubs. Um, do you see this being uh, the end of uh, André Pinto and even Ilotti, who just came back um, his time at Sporting? Yeah, I just don't really know what a sale of Ilotti even looks like or to where. Um, we only have 60% of his pass, um, and we pretty much would have to make our money back for it to even make sense. So uh, I think that that's just going to be... I think he's going to stay just because he has absolutely no market right now and we'd be losing money on any transfer um i think that andre pintu might be on his way out um there was rumors that he might be leaving earlier this season and then ended up staying but i mean with guys like duarte and, and even ill they're both better than than him anyways 
Um, yeah. And there's just, I just don't think that he, he's going to stick around uh, on this roster. I think that um, probably China, Middle East, MLS are spots that would be likely for him to go. Yeah, agreed. Especially seeing Luis Neto's coming back too. I think. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely. A, yeah, there's no room for him. Yeah, exactly. Um, my only concern is really if if even he'll do. Um, I see one of them getting getting loaned out again. To be honest, um, or sold. Um, yeah. You know, if Deportivo gets promoted and they want to pay, you know, six mil, I, I think that it's something we have to to look at. Y- you know what? I wouldn't even be mad at that necessarily. Uh, to be honest, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad at that. Um, all right, um, left backs. Um, I guess we can classify Acuna as a left back. Um, so we have Acuna, Borja, and of course Jefferson, who I didn't say it on the podcast, but I absolutely loved his Che Guevara uh, impersonation in uh, the Tasa Portugal. Um, but Steph, uh, mainly on Marcos Acuna, there there were rumors, or not even rumors. There it, it looked all but all but done. Marcos Acuna going to um, Zenit. It ended up not panning through. Um, if this summer we, we get a uh, – or not even if. Do you think we should we should actively go out and try to sell Acuna this summer? And uh, what are your thoughts uh, of the Acuna season this year? Well, I, I think he had a great season, first of all. And then second of all, I don't think we should be actively trying to sell him. Mm. Uh, but if we get someone that wants to pay $20 millions, uh, yeah, sell him. Um, I would rather keep him too, but, uh, you know, Again, for the right price, you gotta sell sell them. Um, you know that's that's on a on a cunha. But really fast on the center backs, I'm just gonna say something. Yeah, sure, sure. The only reason why we got Lodi is because we we thought that Machu was gone. Machu was gone to social, and all of a sudden he decided to to stay one more year, which is good. Don't I'm not complaining. I, I'm glad he stayed. And then, and then the one thing he imposed was I want Kawatis to stay, uh, and then it looks like Kawatis is going to stay as well. So mm. that kind of fucked up the whole scheme behind Ivanild and Duarte and all that. And I would rather Ivanild and Duarte to, to be loaned out than to, to be the fo- the fourth option on the bench, and then not playing at all. Uh, Luis Net, he understands his role, and that's why he came to Sporting. He's going to be the third option. Uh, but you know, coming back to the to, to the left backs, uh, Jefferson he's got one year left, and uh, if no one is willing to pay the salary he's making, he's gonna stay at Sporting and make uh, make that money he's making. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hey, I, I would do the same thing if I was a professional player. You know what I mean? But yeah, for it. sure, for sure. Um, moving on to the other flank, uh, our right backs, Kristofsky and Bruno Kuspar. I think we can all agree. Uh, Gaspar oh. was uh, horrendous. Um, oh, sadly to me, because I actually liked Gaspar's transfer at the time. Um, I thought he did decent at Guimarães, and I thought he did decent at Fiorentina as well. Uh, it just clearly didn't pan out for him in Portugal. Um, maybe chalk that up to a bad season or not, but I think he's um, more than likely on his way out, or at least should be. Um, more on to Stefan Ristovsky, though. Uh, a, a, a good season from him, in my opinion, at least. Um, but with potential rumors of this Rossier guy, do you see Christian? I'll, I'll pass this one to you. Do you see Ristovsky taking uh, more and more of a backup role next season? Do you, do you think um, you know? Obviously, it's tough to tell without seeing this Rossier guy. But do you think he's still good enough to uh, push on and be our our, our uh, first choice right back? 
I think that that, that Rossier would probably be the starter um, and Rostovsky would be the primary backup. Um, I think that with three center backs, um, I think that Rostov- I, uh, I think Rostovsky is very capable of playing that like wing back role. Um, so I think that he could, you know, situationally still have some use. Um, and you know, we bought him for very cheap. I think he cost a million. And I think that, you know, if we were to hypothetically go out and sell him today, he would be worth more than that. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, he's definitely a good guy to keep around. I think he's developed. I think he's a good locker room guy as well. And, you know, I would be totally fine with, with keeping, um, with keeping him, um, as a rotational squad player, um, as well as able to play as well, because I mean, Rossier missed about like a third of the season with injury. So, I mean, he, he's definitely it, it's good. To, it's just good to have you know depth. I mean, Bruno, Bruno Gaspar had to play a decent amount this season, and you know he was he was pretty bad. So, I mean, it, it's it's just, it's just always good to have you know like relatively affordable um, you know rotational players you know available. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, moving on to midfield now. Um, Steph, I'll pass this one off to you. Um, so defensive midfielders, uh, we have Gudeli, we have Dumbia, we have Petrovic, and we have a few players on loan that we'll talk about in a, in a, in a few minutes when we get on to our loan players on what we think uh, should come in. Um, I think it's safe to say Petrovic should be on his way out. Um, between First of all, I'll ask you actually on Gudeli, do you think he should re-sign with Spartan? Who, me? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Steph. You ask? No, it's cool. Uh, no, uh, I'm not a fan of Kutelts. So, uh, no. Uh, give, give one of our uh, youngsters a, a shot. Fair. And uh, so, actually, then let's discuss that. Um, we have Dumbia, who I, I personally I think has done a good job. I think you'd agree with me. Um, out on loan, we have Braganza. Uh, who was on loan to Ferenc. We have Juan Pelina, which might be a, um, an issue bringing back. Um, and let me see from the under... T- from uh, And uh, who else do we have? That's really it uh, in terms of defensive midfielders. Um, do you think Dumbia um, is good enough to be our starter? Or do you even think Braganza is good enough to be our starter uh, in terms of that defensive midfielder spot? Do you think maybe we should look elsewhere? Um, what are your thoughts on that stuff? Is uh is and then of course Braganza, sorry we also have Bataglia coming back. Is Braganza number six or number eight? So it, it's tough, man. He's played number six before, um, but uh, I guess to me he's also a number eight. I'm with you on that. But he has played number six uh, at the under twenty threes as well. He, he's played okay. a six. But okay, forget Braganza then. Dumbia and Bataglia coming back from his injury, uh, for example. Yeah, but let's not forget we involved in five competitions, and that's what the problem is. Uh, you need a, right. a, a proper rotation. So in that position, you, you need actually three players or someone that could play number six and number eight. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with Dumbia. Uh, but Taglia, you put it out there that he's okay to, to be sold. Yeah. So I don't know if he'll stay. But if he stays, yeah, Bataglia and Dumbia, I'll be happy. And then if Braganza, uh, if he has played number six and number eight, which I think he he prefers number eight, then he could be the the third option if need be. 
Uh, but I would get rid of uh, Goodalts. And let's not forget about uh, Brun Paz. Uh, I know he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, but that's another option, which I like him very much. And that's it. Yeah. Or, Sorry? That's it. No, that's it. Yeah, sadly with uh, sadly with Brun Paz, uh, the only reason I didn't include him, because if we do see him, it'll probably be towards like January, February, right? Um, I don't think, unless he like comes back like full fit and he starts tearing it up, I don't see him uh, jumping into the uh, senior team after a, an injury like that. Um, anyway, central midfield, uh, we have Wendell, we have Miguel Luiz, of course, uh, Brun Fernandes we still have, Sheik Gerald we still have. Uh, we still have. We, we got back from loan midseason. Um, Christian, quick thoughts on uh, on Wendell and Miguel Luiz. Um, Wendell, who came more alive towards uh, Kaiser's reign uh, and, and really pushed on. Miguel Luiz, who who sort of disappeared. Uh, do you see them playing a, an important part uh, in our midfield next season, or do you see just one more than the other? What are your thoughts, dude? Yeah, I'm not too sure about Miguel Luis or what the plan is or what his future looks like. Um, there's definitely, uh, I, I definitely think that Wendell is going to be, um, you know, a big part of this team. There's rumors that that Dortmund is potentially interested in him. He's kind of starting to develop suitors and a market for himself uh, outside. Um, you know, he just won the Toulon tournament, um, played really well. Uh, even wore the armband, um, so he definitely is is getting on the radar of the uh, the Tuburones a little bit, um, which is good and bad. Um, so I think it's we we have to kind of figure out what 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 our fixed value is for him. Um, uh, I, I'd probably say maybe like twenty five mil would be a reasonable price for him. He's still very young. Um, you know, we paid a decent amount for him, so I think maybe closer to thirty mil um, would be would be something that we'd be willing to talk. I think at least you have to say at least twenty to twenty five, and then we could start talking um, yeah. if someone wants him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, I think he's going to play a huge part uh, in the midfield next season, especially if Bruno Fernandes goes. I think he has to take on even more responsibility than than he had before, um, and just you know continue growing into. Um, you know, uh, the player that he is, you know, I've seen him score some bangers. Um, I think he's going to have to, um, you know, kind of pick up the slack in the, in the goal scoring department. Um, because obviously Bruno Fernandes was, was giving us so many goals and assists. I think he needs to pick up, um, you know, in the final third, as far as, uh, you know, finishing. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I, as far as Miguel Luis, I, I'm really not sure. Um, you know, I hope he's in the team. I hope that he gets more chances to play just cause he'll basically be moving up one spot in the depth chart. Um, but, you know, we are linked to a, an Argentinian attacking mid. Um, so, I mean, who knows? Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll be loaned out. Uh, I'm really I'm really not sure. He, he, he totally disappeared the last, like, four months of the season. You know, he wasn't even in the squad a lot of the time, and he was mostly just with the U23s. So, I mean, maybe he was a bit premature in the first team, um, and those good performances he put in were just, um, you know, maybe they weren't they – weren't, kind of carrying over into training every day and they were just kind of you know random performances just because he was forced to play um but yeah I, i'm really i'm really not sure i haven't heard much about him um and yeah i have no idea what what's going on there yeah yeah um agreed and then i guess to the biggest talking point uh Bruno Fernandes. um we, we've discussed them a, a bit already um i think 
personally with me, I, I, I'm with uh, Steph's belief. I think we have to cash in on him now. I think uh, we made a huge mistake if we look into our past uh, with guys like William, um, for example, who were apparently, you know, uh, Arsenal were interested for like 30, 40 million or whatever it was. Um, although, although, although at the time I agree it wasn't proper valuation for him and we should have been maybe asking for more. I think we definitely missed an opportunity there. And um, there's, of course, a, a, a risk of Bruno Fernandes, if he doesn't get sold, uh, you know, getting injured and us never potentially seeing anywhere near those figures. Um, so I'll ask, I'll ask again, I guess, uh, Christian, what did you think? Do you think uh, we should sell him? And then on top of that, let's make this a bit more fun. Where do you think he's actually going to go if we do sell him? Yeah, I think that it's just going to be impossible to keep him based yeah. on the offers that, that come in. Um, you know, I think he's probably going to end up in England, although um, Atletico Madrid is seemingly about to enter the race with a very shitty offer. Um, <laughs> Inter Milan's rumored to be entering the race. Um, if Inter Milan hops in the race, I wouldn't be shocked to see Juventus hop in the race, especially if Dybala leaves. Um uh, you know, obviously the big ones in, in all the big teams in, in England, Man City, Man United, Liverpool, um, even Tottenham was, was linked at one point. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that we need to start, um, you know, actually getting some, some concrete offers. And I don't know how many have actually showed up as far as official offers as opposed to just rumors. Um, and in the end, I think that I think he's probably going to end up at, at Manchester United, uh, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you, actually. I, I think, think they're going to have a very big spending summer. Uh, I think they're going to go wild. Um, and uh, I think that that's where he's going to end up. Agreed. Especially if they sell Pogba. Uh, yeah. They have to buy somebody. Um, and even if they don't, I, I still see him as, uh, you know, he, he, he walks into that eleven. Um, mm-hmm. I know in Inter he also does too, and maybe even at Letty. Um, but I don't really see them spending the cash like that. Um, even though they do have money, especially Inter now, but I don't know with these financial fair play rules, how how well Inter can get away with it. Um, and I all also, that jazz. I also think that if teams are buying Juan Felix, they're not buying Bruno Fernandes. So a lot Agreed. of the same teams have been linked to Juan Felix. No one's buying both. No one's dropping 200 mil on both. So yeah, um, they're going to end up going to different teams. Yeah, agreed. Uh, unless, unless, but who knows with Manchester City? At the same time, I didn't expect the team to fucking drop like 100,000 on like three fullbacks, you know? So who knows? Maybe. Um, but I'm with you. I, I, I doubt that'll happen as well. Um, last midfielder really to talk about, um, which was kind of disappointing just because um, I had high hopes for him. Um, even in the start of the season when he got loaned out, though he got injured, so I can't really blame him for that. But when he came back, I had, I had, I thought I'd see him a lot more than I did. Um, of course, I'm talking about Sheik Gerald. Um, of course, with rumors of uh, AEK Athens being interested in him and us maybe renewing him for an extra season, just to, I guess to see what he does on loan. Um, what do you think has gone wrong with him, or is it just that maybe he he just really isn't uh, Spartan caliber? What do you think, Chris? Uh, Steph's just away for a bit. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that he, he probably isn't. Uh, he's probably not quality enough. 
Um, maybe at, in the role that he is, um, he's good enough as like a third string kind of squad player, fast of the Liga player. Um, but, you know, as far as, you know, being uh, the starting attacking mid um, at Sporting, I, I don't think that that's ever going to pan out. And I think that we, we all want him to pan out more than than he, he's, he's shown. And I think that we kind of have the blinders on with him just because we want him to succeed and he's a home homegrown guy. Um, and we want him to, to, to see him, you know, perform for, for Sporting. But I personally doubt that it's ever going to happen. Um, you know, he, he went all the teams. I mean, the only team that he's really ever had success with is, is Rio Ave. And that's probably about the level that he'll be, he'll be playing at for most of his career. Damn dude. That just hurt my heart. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm planning more and more to, uh, to that. Um, all right. Um, so it's going to be me and you along the way, Chris, uh, just a heads up. Okay. Um, staff, staff had to step out for a second. So, uh, but anyways, thanks. Thank you, Steph, for joining us real quick. Um, all right. And then to our wingers, uh, we have Rafinha, we have Jovan, we have Diaby. Um, actually, let, let's, let's rate Rafinha because Rafinha is tough. He, he didn't have a, a great start, I, I can say, I'd say, but um, he, he, he definitely impressed towards the end. How did you find uh, Rafinha's season? Um, I thought that he was actually um, really good. Um, he did get hurt there for a little bit and was out for like a month, I would say. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, he is really good. He's um, really dynamic, taking uh, players on. Sometimes puts his head down too much and just like dribbles towards the corner um, aimlessly. Um, but, he, you know, once again, he's still pretty young. Uh, and I think that, you know, he's only going to continue to develop. And, I'd, you know, he's got the banger in him um, yeah. as well, cutting inside. So, yeah, I mean, he, he, he was excellent this season. Um, and you know, uh, you know, good signing and, uh, he was very useful. Do you think, uh, Jovan's going to go out on loan or how do you see that planning out? Uh, because I think, I, sorry, just, just to, cause we might have Matos Pereira coming back. Yeah. I was going to um, say it depends a lot on, on whether that's about it on the roster or, um, how we go to the market, yeah. um, see if we get any wingers, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that he definitely, I, he's shown that he, he has the quality to stay. Um, but yeah, I just, I just don't know what, what Kaiser's going to opt to do. Um, if he's, if he'd rather have Jovan or, you know, like go to Argentina and spend like six mil on a winger or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then of course also, with, I think Gonzalo Plata is going to be part of the team no matter what. True. Um, cause he, I mean, he had a killer fucking under 20 world cup. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, of course we, that's Rafinha, that's potentially Jovan, potentially Matos Pereira, uh, Plata. Do you think we'll be able to offload Diaby or, or at least take a loss at this point? I don't even mind a loss, but, uh, what do you think about Diaby or do you think he stays? Do you think he deserves to stay? Um, I think that he might deserve to stay. I don't think he deserves to be a regular starter. Mm. Um, I don't really know what the market for him would even look like. Yeah, uh, I think we paid like seven million for him, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we definitely would not make that back. Um, you know, it'd, it'd be uh, it'd be difficult because you know he 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 had his moments, um, but he also is a very frustrating player. Um, and yeah, I mean he he's just really not 
he's not a good finisher. Um, he's pretty quick. Um, but I mean, that's about it. Uh, yeah. he, he's definitely not worth what we paid for him. Um, uh, I'm just going to guess that he probably sticks around just cause he has a longer contract and we just paid that much for him. And I don't really think anyone's going to be knocking down the door trying to get him. Um, so I just think he stays just by nature of, of those factors. Yeah. Uh, I, ag- I agree with you, but I'm, I'm really hoping he leaves. Um, I wasn't that impressed with the guy. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, and then of course to our strike force, uh, we have Baz Dost who may or may not be leaving. We'll talk about that. Um, we have Lucien Vietru still to come. And of course we have, uh, Luis Philippe. Um, we'll start off with Luis Philippe. What, what are your overall thoughts on, uh, on his season that he had with Spartan or at least half the season that he had with Spartan? Yeah, I mean, I thought he, w- I thought he was great. Um, you know, he basically came out of nowhere. Um, he took some time to to acclimate into the team, and he had some performances that that led me to believe that he wasn't that good. Um, but you know, towards the end of the season, I mean, he scored in almost every game. Um, you know, he was really good. Um, he only cost uh, five hundred thousand. Uh, he was one of the the better players um in the second division um and I, i'm not even sure if we expected him to develop uh, as quickly as he did um and you know he he kept bazdost out of the 11 even once he was he came back and he was healthy um so you know i, I think that you know as far as evaluating his season how much he costs you know what was really expected of him um you know you can't really ask for much more than that yeah i and i'd agree with you uh yeah, he, he. I think he, the thing is too. He also offered a lot that Bazvas couldn't. Um, he he was able. He you know he was down to chase balls down down to chase down defenders. Um, uh, his shot, uh, you know, apparently he he's uh, he doesn't really need to wind up a lot to get a lot of power behind the shot. Whereas uh, Bazvas, he doesn't have a bad shot for a for a target man, but um, you know, there's still a lot to be desired there. Um, and now with Baz Dost, um, do you think, of course, if, if it's all depending on, on figures, but um, do you think we should be looking to sell Baz Dost or do you think uh, it wouldn't hurt to keep Baz Dost? Well, I mean, a guy who had 20 goals this season and it's been one of his worst seasons at Sparting, do you think he, he should stay at Sparting and help us conquer the league? Um, I personally am ready for a different type of striker. Um. Mm. Uh, you know, I think that we can get a striker in the mold of Baz Dost and pay a lot less. Um, the thing is, I just don't know if there's going to be too many offers in the region of what we want. We, we want like around 20 million, which I think is, you know, fair value. But I think that teams are more in like the 12 range. Um, so I don't, I just don't know if he's going to get sold because no one's going to get or submit an offer that's, you know, satisfactory. Um, enough. Although I think that we personally should probably move on, and I think that if we don't sell them this season and get the money that we want this season, we're never going to get it. Um, so that's my only fear with that because he's not going to get any quicker um, yeah. as, as he gets older, um, and you know he, he's pretty non-existent threat from outside the box. Um, you know he's obviously only good if he's getting consistent good service into the box. Um, and, and this season, he kind of experienced the worst spell we've ever seen from him when he was just totally devoid of confidence, and then he was hurt a lot. So, I mean, all those things considered, it's pretty amazing that he still scored 20 goals. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, if if we're gonna move on, I think it's pretty much pretty much now or never. Yeah, uh, I I hundred percent agree with you. And uh, I was even mentioning in the chat, uh, talking to some people here, uh, namely uh, Joel uh, De Silva and Nicholas Fialho. Um, you know, they were saying you know we should definitely cash in either sold to China or the Middle East to be able to you know get some money from him. I was even saying even MLS or even the Premier League. Uh, I don't I don't see why certain Premier League teams, especially the ones fighting for survival. Don't dish out twenty million on a striker on his worst season that scores twenty goals. You know, uh, those goals can definitely help you out in, in uh, you know in your relegation race. Especially and, if um, you're not you're not even playing. Like you know, like yeah. Crystal Palace is not <laughs> they're not trying to play out of the back or anything. They're just yo Roy under Roy Hodgson, Bas Bost <laughs> would fucking murder. Or if Tony Pulis comes back to the Prem, I don't know where he's at right now. Fucking murder. I mean, even <laughs> those championship teams have money. Yeah, that's a good point. I just literally just thought of that too. I'm like, oh shit, like a Nottingham Forest or, or whatever, you know, uh, or not, you know, a, a team not owned by uh, George Mint. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think we should we should definitely cash in on him. Uh, last player, he's not on the current on the squad, but he is out on loan. Did have a decent season. Let me look up his stats really quick. Um, maybe one that you're not uh, expecting me to say, uh, Matilde Oliveira. Um, 23 appearances for Guimarães, three goals, two assists, uh, just in the Portuguese league. Let me see if he scored. Uh, he scored a, a, a goal and an assist in the Taça de Portugal, um, all from center mid, most from attacking midfielder, uh, attacking midfield, sometimes on the right. Um, what are your thoughts on Matilde? Do you think uh, he has a spot at Sporting, even as a, you know, in terms of depth, or do you think he's just not good enough? Um... I think that he's probably not good enough. Um, although I do, I mean, there's a chance that that he he gets a spot on the roster, um, but I, I I seriously doubt it. I, he's I mean he's probably even lower on the depth chart than than Shikhar um, Yeah. Uh, I mean, if Gimenez wants to pay like one mil for him, I think that, that we should probably do that. And I mean. He, he he didn't really play that great at the beginning of the season. Gibbonage didn't really play that great at the beginning of the season, but they kind of caught on towards the end, um, and he was playing uh, a lot better. He scored most of those goals towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, um, agreed. I, I think uh, at the very least, give him maybe a run out of preseason, but I'm also with you. If Gibbonage want to take him off our hands, I'm not mad at that at all. Um, that's, really my, that's pretty much it. In terms of under-23s, um, do you see anybody potentially uh, making that leap uh, to the first team? We have the guys like Pedro Menge and Pedro March. Uh, even Mez Dewit did all right. Uh, the Dutch guy we signed. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me see who else. Nuno Moreira. Um, Pauling's unfortunately not coming back, apparently. Thierry Correa at right back. Abdou Kante. Um, João Queiroz. Um, any of these guys... Um, you know, really uh, catch your attention, or do you think another season uh, for under twenty three or potentially B team, if if we do get it back in time, uh, would do them or, or alone, of course, would do them a world of good? Yeah, I think so. I mean, not really any of those guys. Um, maybe uh, maybe Abdu Conte if we sell Acuna and don't really have a, a backup left back, especially if Jefferson leaves. Yeah. Although he did state that he's staying. Um, I don't really know if he knows that he doesn't really in control of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we might just need him just for sake of depth. Um, although, I guess, 
I guess there's a reasonable chance that Jefferson stays one more year. He has a contract for one more year, I believe. Yeah. Um, so there is a chance, but I mean, at the same time, I think you can still have Conte as a depth option, even if you have Jefferson. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Bruno Paz would have been nice, um, but I don't think we're going to see him um, much next season. Maybe, maybe not until the, maybe the second half of the season he'll be able to come back, but he's obviously not going to just jump back in with the first team. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Pedro Mans, Pedro Marks. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see. I think that they definitely should probably start at U23. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many you know, strikers are going to sign. Um, but you know, it, it, it really does hinge a lot on Vieto's performances and, and how he looks. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we're not clamoring for them. Uh, because if we are, it means that things aren't going well with him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, Miguel Luis, we talked about, um, I mean, I don't really see too much, too much else there. I mean, Braganza would be interesting, but not, not really sure, um, if he'll be in the squad next year, I, I, I probably doubt it. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are, those are the main ones. Yeah. I think, I think Braganza, I think Braganza out of all of the U23 players, um, or the academy players that we have might have the best chance. Um, I, before I might have I might have said Baj, but like you mentioned, you know his injury is kind of tough. Um, and then, like you said, it's like he can just walk back in. Um, I think Bragança might have the best chance out of everybody, um, aside from Gosal Plata, of course. But uh, I think I, I'm really interested to see what he does this preseason. Um, I'm really hoping he, he's going to be here in America, um, so I can you know so we can get a closer look at him. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. Aside from that. Uh, maybe Minge, especially if Basel oh, leaves. Dalla as well. Oh, true, Jelson Dalla. Do you think he'll have a chance? He'll, he'll actually get a run out at Sporting or what? I have a feeling he's gonna get loaned out. Yeah, I do too. Um, I don't think that he'll really get his fair shake, but at the same time, I think that he. I mean, he's probably probably more deserving of a of a shot than than either of the uh, Pedros. Agreed, agreed. As Pedro's only did it in a under twenty three league, whereas Dala's been, you know, doing yeah. fairly well for a few hours. So yeah, I agree with you there. Um, the, the thing is also with him, the only my only worry with Dala is because he comes back so late with with uh, Angola, we might be already sort of um, uh, piecing our our puzzle together. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But um, also, I'm hoping he also starts killing it for Angola so we can seriously consider him um, and, and have him, you know, just, you know, there in our mind. Because um, I know he comes back with maybe like two, three seasons, or sorry, two, three uh, weeks left uh, until the new season starts. But um, it'll be tough. But, but I'm, 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 that's a good, great shout. I'm hoping he, he does stay for, the, for, the, uh, for next year's team. Um, all right, with that being said, actually, let's go to Twitter real quick. Uh, this is going on two hours. I don't know how if this will upload on SoundCloud, but fuck it. <laughs> we'll try to figure it out. Um, uh, let me quickly get the Twitter questions up. We only had a few. Um, all right, first question <laughs> comes in from Steph. <laughs> it's a shame he's not here. He asks, Epenalto no epenalto futsal. <laughs> it is a penalty. Um, and uh, so next question comes in from Kevin Fernandes at kfernandes1906 on Twitter 
Um, he asks, player of the year in futsal plus whatever other, uh, whatever other modality you guys uh, keep up with. Um, so let's not keep it to futsal. Let's keep, uh, keep it to modality. Make it even harder. Um, your modality player of the season. Uh, it's tough. I'm thinking right now maybe Carlos Huesga, who scored some big goals for us in handball. Um, maybe... The big D, Dieguinho, for the... <laughs> That run in the Champions League, but yeah, I don't think, or, I don't think or, he deserves it. Or João Matz, maybe João Matz for sure. Yeah. Well, um, actually, I'm officially submitting my answer. Gita. Ooh, great shout! Great shout! I'll, I'll go with Carlos Huesga, but great shout! Gita, Gita was huge. Um. All right. Next question comes in from uh, Sporting CP Youth at Sporting CPY. Um. Our boy out in Germany. Um, he asks, looking back on the first year of Marcel Kaiser, would you say it was a, su a successful one? Um, it's a few questions, so uh, we'll answer one at a time. Do you think overall Kaiser's, uh, Kaiser's tenure at Sporting has been successful? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Just, you know, simply, yeah. Yeah, despite, uh, sorry, I should have continued that. He says, despite the loss of Villarreal in the Europa League. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you know, two titles, you can't really... Uh, can't really bitch and moan much about that, especially coming in in November uh, to a team that wasn't his. Um, I think he's had a, really, a, a successful season, definitely. Um, which three players were the best for you this season? Um, so Bruno Fernandes is an obvious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, Luis Philippe, hmm. and uh, Cunha. Yeah, I'll go with similar. I'll go Bruno Fernandes, Mathieu, even though he was injured. I think he was huge for us. And a queen as well. Uh, and he asks, and last question, who is the best newcomer of the season for you? Hmm. Um, who do you think, dude? Newcomer of the season. Uh, yeah. I guess either... So basically, your options are like Philippe, uh, Diaby. Borja, Diaby. Borja, Dumbia. Gudeli. Gudeli. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm gonna go with Philippe um, with close second of Renan Ribeiro. Mm. Came up big in the big moments. He did. He did. Uh, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll go with Philippe and Renan. And you know, special mention to Borja. I think Borja did very yeah, well. Yeah, he did. He did. He didn't fair. have too much time. Um, no. But you know, obviously a really good, solid um, left back. Did he play against Argentina yesterday? I missed the game. I was he didn't. Way. He didn't. I checked. Didn't. It was um, uh, what's his face? Uh, oh no, Tagafilio is Argentinian. Never mind. Um, but did if somebody, sorry, did Acuna play? Acuna didn't play. No. Yeah. Um, that's what I was thinking of for for. Yeah, for Colombia, I don't know. That's what Teglafilio took um, from Ajax took um, uh, Aquino's spot at yeah. left back, and for yeah, for Colombia, he also didn't play. Um, Tecilio or whatever his name is, I don't know who this guy is. Plays for Kublion. So, anyways, um, yeah, and that's really all from Twitter. Um, and just Dave, David Claudio at David Strife thirty five says finalmente meu podcast favorite vai voltar. Shout out to you, David Claudio. We appreciate the love and support. Um, and with that being said, um, unless you have anything else to add, Chris, I don't know if you do or not. Um, no, not really. That's really, uh, that's really our, um, our end of season podcast. Um, like we said, a, a decent, a good season, two titles, um, you know, after some turmoil, 
Um, I think uh, the best way to end this off, I guess, is a, a rating out of 10 for you. What did you think out of, out of our season? For just the football team? For the, yeah, just the football team. Or actually, yeah, for the football team, and then we'll do sporting as a whole. Um, for the football team, I'm going to go 7.5. All right, I, I'll agree. I, I was I was aiming for a seven, so I'll agree seven point five. And for the uh, for the overall Spartans uh, Spartans uh, year this year, uh, seven. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, I guess the last 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 one too. Um, your team of the year um, for Spartan. If this was the gala, um, who would you award it to? Um. Uh, probably either the futsal team, uh, or the 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 football team. Fair. I I think I was gonna. I, I'm giving it to the futsal team. I think uh, European title, uh, three titles. We couldn't win the league today, uh, unfortunately, but that would have sealed it for them. For sure. Oh man, when that shit hit the post. When that fucking thing hit the post, I, I was so devastated. It, I at first thought it hit Eric in the face, to be honest, because he was standing right on the post. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. But, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck. Anyways, not to end this off on a bad note. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for uh, listening in. This was a very long one, uh, but a very enjoyable one, if I do say so myself. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sparting160EN, on Twitter at Sparting160EN. Um, our SoundCloud um, and our iTunes will be uh, up on Twitter, and I'll, I'll throw it into the description once it's up uh, on this YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll see you throughout the summer. Uh, definitely gonna start, uh, gonna be checking in, uh, giving you guys the latest of uh, <laughs> that's what she of. Um, uh, sorry, I was reading what Joel just said. Um, we're going to be giving you guys the latest of, uh, of, uh, transfer rumors and, uh, preseason tours and all of that of Spartan. Um, hopefully, uh, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, me, Christian and, and Steph, um, of the minimum of the Spartan 160 crew will be meeting up in New York, hopefully, um, watching Spartan play Liverpool. Uh, and hopefully we'll meet some of you guys out there as well. Um, and yeah, with that being said, uh, thank you all for joining us and, um, yeah, Viva Sporting.